and in the real world, the uh, girl he falls in love with as he's getting on the plane becomes his real Donnie's real wife. Oh, oh yeah, oh, thirty well, years. Good to go. Uh, next movie up is uh, oh my god, in, it uh, is. so two days after my birthday on October third. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, we watched a movie directed by Alan Smithy. It's called Stitches from nineteen eighty five. And it stars Parker Stevenson or Stephen Parkinson. Right. And uh, it's basically Frank the Hardy. Frank Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, right. The Hardy boys. And uh, they are just like party boys themselves. They're yeah. not Hardy boys. They're party boys. And they're, right. Yeah, at a medical school. And they do like wacky 80s pranks, like naked and uh, pretend to be cadavers. And then women show up, they jump out. And there's a lot of like, you know, I don't know, Brent Kavanaugh's kind of humor, like just frat yes. boys, sexual, uh, just kind of phrasing. But one of the more interesting pranks they do is that uh, the, the girls get even after like some panty watch or something. Right. They get uh, none other than the unknown comic. Right. Is, yeah. And he's not in costume. He's just the act. He's acting to uh, come in. Marie and, Langston. Marie, yeah, man. He comes, Marie Langston comes in and he, uh, Ask, tells her all the doctor male doctors has dropped their pants to, <laughs> so he can evaluate their penises, which yeah. he does. He does one by one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he expects their penises and gives commentary. That's the only moment in the movie I really remember. Oh, there was one guy who was party over here. <laughs> well, no look, they all would party, but Parker Stevenson would party hardy. Boys. Well, <laughs> in the trailer, and I remember in the movie, this guy with a froggy voice goes, Party upstairs. He goes, There's no party upstairs. He goes, Party downstairs. I remember that. Yeah. It was uh, a really bad movie. Don't see this movie. And I think, wasn't that was Buddy Epson or like some kind of like. Well, uh, Eddie Albert, you know, Eddie Albert, Green right. Acres. Yeah, Green Acres, which like, is the superior uh, Hill, Beverly Hillbillies. Right. Uh, I prefer that over that. Yeah. So he did, he's the evil dean. And during the festival the medical school have where everyone dresses up as parts of the face, mm -hmm. uh, they seek revenge. So, yeah, it's terrible. We're going to keep going. Uh, Brimstone and Treacle was our movie on October 10th. October 10th, 2021. Uh, it is a 1982 movie based on the Dennis Potter. Very somber, depressing yeah. content warning, trigger warning, mm -hmm. uh, sexual uh, assault movie basically yeah you know there is a guy sting. so young sting cons his way into a household right with, with a family that has a daughter that is kind of just disabled yeah, yeah. Uh, disabled and and can't really get out of the bed and he's so charming and oily and the the, the parents are so disconnected from everything at this point they it, gets them, it makes them gullible yeah well the, he, this guy is really gullible he becomes a nanny and he completely assaults her and uh yeah basically basically he kind of integrates his, the family into the family and the family breaks apart until he leaves and he gets suckered at the end right until he and he does get suckered right yes, or at least he, it's implied yeah a cad a sting like cad walks up to sting himself at the end of this movie and says hey buddy how you doing hey i remember you from the army That's the bad. navy the military yeah. <laughs> 
Shanty? Yes, Shanty. I was thinking. The only reason why we watched that movie is I thought it was the Frankenstein movie with Jennifer Beale and Sting, uh-huh. The Bride. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh shit, The Bride is on there. Yeah, Brimstone. That was the Frankenstein's monster, right? No. Uh, and then, no, so. That thing, it got, it got like, he made it like a big deal because he was in it. And so money was, was made from the film. That's right. The, the police had a song that was a hit from the, the movie. Yeah, they had also, it, it was, yeah, it was called Spread a Little Happiness. And he was the template for the character Constantine in the DC universe of comic books. Right, the Alan Moore chain-smoking uh he's he's part of justice league dark carl get with the times uh, he you know, was, was introduced a, in swamp thing that's right yeah well Elmore was writing it at the time that's how he got the credit and also it was keanu reeves movie get with the right. times. yeah i'd never finished that movie uh, our next movie is one of my top five i keep saying top five it's probably six by this point of this list hostage hotel carl yeah. hostage hotel from 1999 yeah. we watched yeah. that on october 17th awful film don't watch it if you're don't do this at home okay uh, yeah you know watch it with us it's basically burt reynolds had a series of made for tbs or tnt movies where he played a particular character like a cop or detective and each movie and he had like brian was it brian dennehy yeah no no it wasn't please tell me the guy's name we always mess that up Al needham no, well, Hal Needham's a director. Oh, right, right. I'm so sorry. It was Charles Dunning. Charles Dunning. Dunning. Was, Dunning. Charles. Yeah, Dunning. He he looked better. Uh, you know. Uh, he. Uh, so you mentioned Hal Needham. Hal Needham, of course, is the famous director of Stuntman, who directed yeah. Soaking and the Bandit, Stroker Ace, several movies with Burt Reynolds. Right. In this movie, he is uh, has the Alan Smithy moniker. This is directed by Alan Smithy. He disassociated himself from this TV movie. There is a hostage situation in a hotel. They call Burt Reynolds. Oh, Brian- it's horrible. He uh, stands up from the table. Like, move. He looks like me behind you. That's how bad that guy was. Uh, you know, uh, so yeah. All right, less said the better, but I do like that movie a lot. Oh, that's me at Sketchfest. Yeah, see, I look like Brian Dennehy in all these. Oh, that's me in The Godfather. Uh, we're, we're doing a video thing. Oh, yeah, Carl. All right, we're going to keep going. Yeah, that was a disaster. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, no, it's a beautiful club, and I, I did it wrong. Uh, on October twenty fourth, uh, I we watched uh, I we watched Tilt from nineteen seventy nine, which is a Brooke Shields movie, right? Uh, no stranger to us, uh, and she was really good in this. She was literally fourteen years old, and she, uh, you know, it was like Thunderground, but with pinball. So <laughs> instead of doing street fighting, she would go and uh, go to the arcade and hustle uh, dudes. Uh, and then yeah. himself says, hey, you're hustling. Let's go. And uh, I don't well, know. I mean, he kind of uh, there was the. No, nah, I think you're right. She hustled a little bit. Yeah, you're right. 
No, no, I think, yeah, but she, he saw potential and he right. kind of groomed he her. exploited her. Yeah, uh, and to become, uh, and he gets a cut of it. So, you know, and ultimately she meets the king of pinball himself who has his own like warehouse where he has his pinball machines and they do some serious betting. Charles uh, Durning again. Charles Durning again. He looks a little better in this movie, 1979. Yeah. So this is 20 years prior to his he, he appearance. Just, he was just as fat. He could walk. He could get around. You know what I mean? He had mobility. Uh, I, I'm, I, you can see me on the video. Just poor guy. Anyway, you know, it used to, you were showing video, uh, pictures of myself, and I'd look just as big as Denny. So no, I wasn't uh, seeing that. Listen, sorry. he was in Meatballs Three Summer Job. He was that guy, really? in the doorman. At oh, that's the right. Gates of Heaven. Yeah, uh, that's a good movie. So Tilt was pretty good. I, I liked it. I sure. thought it was pretty good, and and uh, she was fourteen years old. I mean, and she she held yeah. the movie. October thirty first, Halloween. We kicked it with the remake, How to Make a Monster, from 2001. But was it really a remake? It was its it, own film. I think it was Cinemax or one of those cable companies had a deal with How to Make a Monster was from 1958. And we actually watched it. It's a terrific film, real head up its own ass type of film where a horror movie company a film production company this is movie about a movie no that, no no it's, it's they're making a video game well so i was just talking about the original the original oh, was a yeah 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 the original was like this guy who's uh makeup. national pictures yeah he would do like a werewolf makeup uh, and he would also drug the actors so they would wear the makeup and murder and kill. murder werewolf in los angeles so in the 2001 remake, and this was, so they took a series of these American international picture movies and reimagined them or remade yeah. them for the premium cable company, which I think is Cinemax. It's like, when you hear it, you just go, oh man. And one of them was How to Make a Monster with Julie Strain and from 2001. Yeah, Julie Strain, right. And she, she actually, she's topless, right? They got she's the cable. Definitely topless. She's the only one. Jump. Yeah, they make her jump. That's what this movie's about. So these video game uh, programmers create a monster. They make a monster in the video game who comes out in real life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because of a lightning strike. Yeah, and then they, they defeat him in his video game world. And for people who ever played a video world. game, yeah, or fans of 20-year-old graphics will really appreciate yeah, right. the... Uh, lawnmower man virtuosity quality right. of uh of this monster they defeat they basically hit the space bar a couple of times and he's like <laughs> yeah clea duvall right who we saw yeah. in wildflowers wild oh right yeah yeah wildflower from the petaluma movie with the yeah with daryl yeah beep beep <laughs> and <laughs> kareem prince was uh the he was in Men in White. We saw him as a he. He was a famous Power Ranger. Uh, right, that's right. Also, Colleen Camp, who we know from the Rosebud Beach Hotel. And yeah, and a lot of other from, movies from from Wayne's World. And but you personally know from a Police Academy for uh, Citizens on Parole. She, she was, was terrific. She was with Tackleberry, I believe. Right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Well, okay, it's uh, so it was also, good. Well, okay, okay. So on November seventh, we watched Limit Up, nineteen eighty nine, 
And um, this was Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen. This is an interesting movie. Uh, the director made a, it's a Chicago based film from the eighties. It yeah. had, uh, if you like training places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, this is another commodities comedy starring Saturday Night Live's Vanessa uh, uh, Vance. Uh, Danita Vance. Danita Vance. Danita uh, yeah. Vance and Brad Hull were on uh, SNL during the 80s. And right. They show up. And Dean Stockwell's in this film. And there's another like yep. big week guy. Uh, uh, but, there's Rance Howard, the father of uh, yeah of uh, Clint Howard. Howard, but also like Dean Ray, Stockwell Ray, and Dean Stockwell, Dean Stockwell. That's a big one. Yeah, and the Ray Charles is in it. So basically, this Nancy Allen has an opportunity. She her dream is to become a commodities trader, get off the floor, and uh, she gets carrots dangled in front of her, and she meets like a young like Brad Hall, and they play cute. But one day she meets uh, Denise Vance, who's like says you know fuck everyone do it your own way well because she's the devil she pretends yeah so yeah it comes out that she has magical powers and she's like just fucking she's fucking things up and she's showing up nancy grace allen's life and uh then it gets like so it's like this you know it's that's so weird but then it gets into this like socialist i don't know what was the deal like they well, go yeah, to like okay. so this she shows up and like i'm a demon i want yeah. to make the price of soybeans go up to the roof right because limit up this movie was educational it was an edutainment movie i really do feel like this guy was trying to make his point they literally had a point where a woman in a classroom talked about you know the politics yeah. of commodity trading and you're like what's this movie doing but limit up if i remember is that if you sell too much soybeans or the price gets too crazy yeah if the price gets too crazy and you see that there's going to be a crash essentially you make a limit you just say no more trading and there's also limit down so she thinks that this devil woman wants her to make people you know cause famines so what she connives to do is screw herself over in her career and everything and make the price go down, limit yeah. down. And limit that down. way it would be super cheap and it would feed all of the hungry people in these different continents because yeah. the price was so cheap, they dump it to make the price stable. And that's what she does. And then at the end, Denise Vance is like, okay, great. I'm, don't worry about it. I'm not going to get you. You you passed the test or whatever. She was an angel. The she truth was an angel. Was. And she was Ray reporting Charles. to Ray Charles all this whole time, who I guess he was God. And Ray Charles, you know, this it was like the magical Negro. And and I again. Uh, I don't uh, know that stereotype. You mentioned all throughout the episode. Yeah, I, I just. To the, about it. It's just who, like this. this what play, uh, movie has the magical negro what uh legend of bagger vance for the will smith movie he helps uh uh the, okay, the that's golfer. kind of modern you're talking like there's always green mile but i mean it's it's a trope as they say it's a cliche you know and it's yeah. just i didn't i didn't remember that when i saw the movie back in the day right uh, i also you saw it on remember. the airplane yeah, I know. And then I've never seen it again. And now it's on YouTube. So God yeah, bless on that. That's the show. And I, I like, you know, it was, I like both of the SNL actors. Uh, you know, it was great to see both of them again and uh, uh, in, in a movie. But it was, yeah. And then just like uh, the funny thing I remember about that movie is that Ray Charles is out in the streets and he has a saxophone and he's playing yeah. in front of a brick wall of a building. Right. And he finally has the opportunity to perform in a club in Chicago. And the back, the back wall is a brick wall. It's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> could you even get you curtains? 
Well, that's Slim It Up. It's a strange movie. Uh, and the, you know what? The director himself posted it on his YouTube channel. And so, and not much, you know, more, more discussions about commodities, I guess, or politics, or what have you. But that was pretty interesting. Uh, all right. The next one you have to lead because it was a switcheroo. On November 14th, we watched The Defective Detective with Jerry Lewis. Yeah, and it has several other uh, AKA uh, movie titles, but this is the one where you can find it on YouTube. And it was great find on YouTube. You know, Jerry Lewis in the 80s made two films in France, and one of the agreements was, don't you ever show it in the United States. Well, thanks to YouTube, is everyone can see it. Uh, and basically, he is a Las Vegas cop. He probably just caught Stella Stevens from Nutty Professor. <laughs> you know, they were Nutty Professor again. Wow, that's weird. The co-stars of Nutty Professor both played Las Vegas, well, criminal and cop, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's like the Las Vegas heat. Anyway, I'm rambling. He lands in Paris. He lands in France. And he sees his fame. He loves his opera star. And he sees her in yeah. the airport. He's like, I love you. And he pulls out a cassette player. He's there because he's visiting his ex-wife and yeah. her new husband, who picks him up at the airport. He's like a famous French guy. And uh, but in this movie, he's just a deadpan clown. And they get into trouble, but he's also and a they cop. do fish burger stuff. Yeah, they like they are quibble over the TV set and food, and uh, you know, they sit by a swimming pool and try to have dinner and shit like that. A lot of like slapstick crap. Falling off the roof. You know, Jerry was flipping an egg. He was making breakfast and from the skillet, and he it doesn't come. And he looks up. It doesn't fall. the The guy comes in, has a conversation, and <laughs> lands on his head. <laughs> We're laughing, but it wasn't good. The movie. But then the movie, like I did the research, but I, to this day, I don't understand the plot. I just don't get it. I think like there's a corrupt. French cop who wants yeah, the well, French cop husband to they wanted uh, to smuggle this art you see yeah the opera, opera singer, singer is actually an art form right yeah yeah they into counterfeit art they sell the counterfeit art they don't afford it uh and they were going to get Jerry to they're going to put the painting in his it was one of those weird movies where they clash and then Jerry leaves halfway through but he doesn't leave and then he <laughs> and then they he crashes the opera uh Mr. Magoo style uh, as a Jerry Lewis fan, I definitely recommend seeing it because what? you don't have the opportunity to see it. It's not good, but it's an, it's rare to see all his films. Yeah. Next week, uh, the following week on uh, uh, November 12th, uh, 21st, we watched Hardly Working from 1980. Jerry Lewis, again, a comeback film for him. The original yeah. Jerk. He was. That's their ad campaign. The year after the Jerk made money, he yep. came back. Yeah. Now, the best thing at, that I liked about this film was all that wind, all that rustling. Oh, it drives trees. me crazy. They're the out in Florida. Florida. Yeah, the trees are going. Jerry's talking, his hair's flapping. Can't stand that. Uh, he uh, it was a clown. He, Him and Billy Barty had an act. Uh, the boss comes in after a show. They, hey, it's, I, I see play. me in my tent. Hey, it's the boss. Yeah, hey, I want you to see me in my tent. And you're fired. Yeah. yeah. Well, he told the, everyone, and yeah, we had a sad clown. Remember, there were all these different feelings for the film, different themes. It didn't make sense. It started off, oh, this movie's going to be about the sad clown. Then he becomes a reasonable individual who's out of work at his sister's house with right, Harry Mudd. 
And then when he gets his jobs, he's like, I am stupid. It does it's a very <laughs> long montage of him doing various jobs that you would get a stripper bart uh, bartender. Yeah. And then uh, Benny Hanna, chef, that not he's only so was insulting. Was and it was so... the movie poster. <laughs> he does Asian stereotypes like, so it's so with the big buck teeth and yeah it's just so awful yeah uh well he then gets a job in the post office because it's always work at the post office and he and along this whole time he met a young lady and her the son and winds up girl in star trek yes the famous green girl that uh uh spock uh not spock captain kirk encountered so yeah. uh uh yeah it just so happened his new boss is the father of this girl woman that he's been uh, yeah. courting this whole time Courting. florida yeah, yeah. uh november day, november 28th we watched finders keepers from 1984 one of two finders movies this one was actually richard lester a little known film from the director of hard day's night and Dick superman lester. yeah yeah and uh it's basically a very strange and but broad uh grifter comedy where you know not only did the hero was a grifter but he was raised by a grifter who shows up two-thirds gossip jr yeah and he shows up like not even halfway through the movie like towards yeah. the end of it but he does great if you're a fan of richard lesser i've never even heard of this film so i was kind of glad to see it it's definitely a full-on kind of floppy feel to it if you want to see jim carrey like not being jim carrey just pretending he's a yeah. dumb guy and this is the film for you. In December, December 5th, just a couple of weeks ago, we watched Massacre at Central High. This movie is a strange film. And you would figure that he, there would be guns involved. There's no guns involved. There oh. is sabotage of wind jammers. There's uh, explosive. It's a massacre film, but there's no slashing. There's no yeah. bloody murder. He it's does bombs. clever... He does clever little tricks, bombs. Dynamite rock slide, right? Dynamite yeah. avalanche. Right, yeah. Like perfect timing. It just so happens. And he went to the hang glider and he undid the do not electrocute button. <laughs> yeah, they had a do not electrocute button and he disabled it. Yeah. So when the guy was going to electrocute, he kept pressing the button and it goes click, 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 click. What this damn thing? He Ooh, sabotages a, a paraglider and so the paraglider loses control and goes to electrical wire like the, the perfect timing he hits the wire. it, it, it is uh, outrageous and you know what it's, this movie is like we have favorites uh, this is like the our listeners favorites i mean we have uh, one of our listeners jill brought recommended it, up, it yeah but everyone i know like uh, my friends are like oh you did that movie that's a great movie so it's like a lot of people like that movie a lot on December 12th, we watched An American Werewolf in Paris only because yeah. it was on YouTube. And that's from 1997. Right. It was a belated sequel to the early 80s American Werewolf in London. Julie, Julie Depley. Oh, yeah, Depley. You know, she was also in Kill Bill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she was, I, I read about her after we talked about her on the show because I was like, I can't believe I wasn't that prepared because I know she did two days in Paris and two days in New York with uh, Chris Rock. And I think she was in another movie with Chris Rock and that's why she picked him. 
Yeah, she, this movie, she hated making it. She only did it because she had to pay rent. She said, I'll never do Hollywood movies again, which wasn't true, but you, but she did walk away, you yeah. know. She meant it at the time. Um, and this also had, um, I, I had a celebrity comedian countdown with Craig Lloydgren, who was invited to be on the podcast, but he didn't make it. So he did the countdown. He really would have been good on this. He really, uh, he enjoyed this film, but he didn't like the computer graphics. Well, it he was did. one of those new movies back in the day that was using computer graphics. It wasn't right. just Godzilla that was doing it back in 97 or Congo. It was also American World. And what were the special effects? They bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower? No, the special, I mean, yes, but that, that could have been practical. I don't well, know, right, but it's the werewolves that were. Yeah, that was, so, you know, yeah, the first movie was well known for its Rick Baker practical, and this one was computer generated. Right. Uh, yeah. I also, like, he had buddies who's American in Paris, and he was with some bros, you know, and right. uh, they were all like, go Mac on her, you know. Wow, Carl. I love this episode. We did it in one breath. There's a lot of great free movies on YouTube. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mini Radio. We'll be back next Sunday. Oh. Driving through. What is what is this? This is called the oil patch, and this is.
Boston Brown.
flat. Six point four. Black. Equals make plastic. Mutinyradio.fm. Girl. And she's got red lips. 
Hey, she's real. She's a real groovy girl. She's got red lips. Can't you hear me, God? She's a real groovy girl. And she's got red lips. Man, she's a real. She's, she's so real. She's so real. She's so real.
Let's not overdo it. What do you mean overdo it? We want to sing it Now, wait again. a minute, boys. Yeah, it's pretty. Why can't we sing it Alvin, again? Alvin, cut that down. Wait, wait, wait. Theodore, just a minute. Simon, will you
little jive he had on his back as he stood digging pops who was blowing his stack. His eyeballs were hid by some cold black shades. When pops dug this action, he knew this cat was made. A king-sized cigarette hung from his chops as he eased up close and sounded on pops. I'm the bebop Santa from the cool North Pole, and I've been down since the days of old. I'm known all over from here to eternity, and a stud's mighty square if he don't dig me. So cast thy peepers into my righteous bag and see what insane object I shall lay on thee. Here's a record by Dez, cut when he was two, a real boss arrangement of For mom's a mink outfit, Chanel number five, and for you little kitties, my new book on jive. So that's it, Pops, Santa did shout. Then he buttoned his cashmere and quickly cut out. Poor Pops was wigging and he was out of his head to dig this wild character who wore all the red. He ran to the table to cop him a drink to quiet his nerves and to help him to think. Just then from below he heard a voice shout, have a crazy cool Christmas, but don't get knocked out. Like the shit was in a blender. Go on, go on, 
together and see what's happening.
gown shirting with her bow Through the streets covered white with snow Apple smiles everywhere you go Christmas night in Harlem People are feeling mighty good In that good old neighborhood Yeah, and now be it understood Christmas night in Harlem Oh, everyone is gonna sit up Until after three Everyone We be all lit up Like a Christmas tree Oh, come on now Every Jane and Joe Read your sweet meat the mistletoe With the kiss and the hidey ho Christmas night in Harlem Yeah, hear the bells, all 
sound of rejoicing fill the days yet to pass. May the joy of the season hold your heart in its grasp. So I shout, welcome to you. Hooray, hallelujah, cause Christmas is coming at last. Christmas is coming, the whole world is humming, cause Christmas is coming.
trucks are rolling slow. Sit down on this bank of sand and watch the river flow.
They never 
jingling, the streets are white with snow. The happy crowds are mingling, but there's no one that I know. I'm sure that you'll forgive me if I don't enthuse. I guess I've got the Christmas blues. I've done my window shopping. There's not a store I've missed. But what's the use of stopping when there's no one on your list? You'll know the way I'm feeling when you love and you lose. I guess I've got the Christmas blues. When somebody wants you, somebody needs you. Christmas is a joy of joys, but friends, when you're lonely, you'll find that it's only a thing for little girls and little boys. May all your days be merry, your seasons full of cheer, but till it's January. I'll just go and disappear. Oh, Santa may have brought you some stars for your shoes, but Santa only brought me the blues. Those brightly packaged tinsel-covered Christmas blues. Sorry, Kathy. We'll wait for you here at the top of the hill. Get some action from the back section. Aren't these wildflowers pretty? Very pretty. Out here in the country, everything is beautiful. And just think, Uncle Earl, God made it all, all for us, didn't He? He certainly did. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth in six days. Some people think the Bible means the world was created in six days, Bill, but others believe the stars and the earth were created, and then something terrible happened to the earth, and it became a ruin, without form, empty, and in darkness. You mean when the angel Lucifer turned against God and became Satan, the devil? Rockin', not perfection. Rock phone flipper, don't slip with this, and let your spine unwind. Just take a risk. Well, when I do the brick, it did the brick. Go down. Tell me, party people, is that so wrong? The ship is docking, interlocking, and a rockin'. Electroshockin'. Thank you. 
sit under this tree here. I'll open the Bible and let's see what God has to say about the Garden of Eden.
Let the midnight special 